But now I feel like running is more than that. So it's something I want to do for the rest of my life. And I keep saying that I want to be able to run for the rest of my life. This one's radio episode 910 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode is sponsored in part by Features, who uh, make the socks that I've pretty much been wearing exclusively for the last several months now. Um, ever since I got uh, got that sample to try for the uh, the Features Elite line of socks, which I talked about, I don't know, a month or two ago in uh, one of the Quick Tip episodes, did a little review on it. Um, I've been I've been wearing them basically nonstop. So take take of that what you will. Maybe we need to do a little bit more laundry around here. I don't know. But anyway, uh, the, the moral of the story is the socks are comfortable. The socks are standing up, still look pretty much brand new, except for the fact that every once in a while they get maybe a little, a little crusty of uh, sweat and all that kind of good stuff. They kind of just stand on their own. Uh, that's when we know it's time to do a little bit of laundry, right? But other than that, they look uh, just as fresh as the day I, the day I got them and uh, still just as comfortable, uh, keeping my feet happy out there on the run. So if you're, if you're looking to uh, maybe get some new socks this year, you know, maybe, maybe throw some of those ratty ones away, which not for nothing, I haven't thrown the ratty ones away yet. I still, still got them, just not wearing them as often. Uh, really just not wearing them at all, quite, quite honestly. But uh, if you're looking to step up your, your sock game, that's the moral of the story here. Uh, I would recommend, I would stand behind my recommendation of uh, some features. And if you're going to order some, you want to kick a little something, something back to the show, uh, disruns.com slash features is the link. And that's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S, disruns.com slash features. Um, I don't have a discount code yet. Still trying to work on that. Still trying to, to work the work the system to get a, get a little discount code. Uh, if I get one, I'll certainly send that your way. But uh, definitely... Uh, Definitely, like I said, recommend the feature socks. And if you use that link, it kicks a few cents back my way um, for for using for making the purchase. It's kind of a little commission situation. Uh, they don't they don't pay me to do the sponsor ads. I do the sponsor ads because I believe it. And uh, you know, here's here's a link and a way to, to kind of support the show at the same time. So disruns.com slash features if you're so inclined. If not, no worries, because now it's time to go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, probably needs no introduction, at least for those of you that are uh, a part of the Facebook group, because I, I think that it's safe to say that if anyone posts in the group as much as I do, it's it's today's guest. Uh, she shares her wins, she shares her struggles, and she's always supporting and encouraging anybody else in the group uh, in whatever way she can. So I don't know, she's kind of the the, the house mom of the uh, of the Facebook group, which is which is pretty pretty cool thing to have, and and certainly uh, I appreciate all that she does in the group, and uh, she really is one of the nicest the most genuine people I know, both online and in person. And uh, it's a pleasure today to be able to uh, shine a little spotlight on Ms. Melody Dow. So uh, Melody, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. And uh, for the first time, probably overdue, uh, welcome officially to the show. Thank you, Denny. 
I'm happy to be here. Well, good, good. I'm I'm happy to uh, to to have a little, uh, hopefully, a, a fun little chat with you today. And and uh, like I said, shine a li- shine a little light on you uh, because you've uh, you've you've earned a little extra light uh, for all that you do in the group. And I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, guys, if you, if you're not connected with Melody, obviously, like like I said, if you're part of the Facebook group, you you know her, you've you've heard about her, you've talked to her, probably she's commented on something that that you've said or or uh, you know done some back and forth with, but. You know, if you want to connect with her outside of Facebook on Instagram, the handle for her is uh, at Melody M Dow. All all one word smushed together: M E L O D Y M D O W. Melody M Dow on Instagram. Uh, and as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes today. Uh, no websites or things like that, but her, we'll have her social media linked up. Anything else we talk about that makes sense to link to uh, in the show notes today? Dizruns.com/slash nine one zero. Dizruns.com/slash nine one zero will take you back to the show notes for today. Uh, photos, links, the whole nine as per usual will be there. So, um, Melody, you know, you know where we're starting. You know, this is, this is no surprise to you. No surprise to, uh, to most people, at least that, that we've been interviewing recently that have been listeners to the show. Uh, so we'll, we'll just, uh, you know, throw it out there and see where it takes us. And that's where we'll start as per usual. What is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, I've heard this question many times after having listened to you on your podcast. So this is probably an easy one for me. My favorite distance is the half. Mm-hmm. Is that a surprise to you? No, not at all. No. I, I mean, I love it because it's hard. Um, but it every time I run it, I feel like at the end of it, and I've only run it twice now, mm-hmm. at the end of it, I feel like I've really accomplished something something pretty major that I never thought I would be able to do. So that is why it is my favorite. Well, that's that's uh, a, certainly a, a, a good reason. It's certainly something that, that uh, again, you know, it's, it's something that, that, that pops up a lot. It, it's a common distance, lots of different reasons, but one of them be, always being that, you know, it's definitely still a challenge. No matter how many of them you, you run, if you're if you're pushing yourself, if you're trying to, to go for, you know, speeds or, or you know, when it's still kind of a newer distance to you, uh, maybe it's, it's still kind of out there on the, the terms of, you know, a little bit scary of a distance for some folks. Um, it's definitely a good challenge, a good, a good distance. And, you know, in a normal world, which hopefully we'll get back to a normal world at some point, but I feel like it's also a, a distance where there's, unless it's a really, really small race, there's, there's plenty of company out there. There's plenty of, of fellow, fellow runners, uh, you know, in the half marathon as well. Um, is that, is that something that you enjoy about running in general, but, but maybe even about the half marathon that, that you usually there's, there's some other people out there with you. Well, considering that I chose to run my first half at Disney, mm during the princess half marathon weekend yes i love the company um and yes it is uh it is i think it's a hard distance i mean it's still a hard distance it's a nice long distance you can get settled into it and it's challenging but i mean it's at the end of it at least for me at the end of it i kind of feel like wow Mm -hmm. you know like i actually finished that i did it and and I feel good about myself. I mean, that is the same with really any distance too. Like any race I run, like a 10K, when I run a 10K race or even a 5K race, I'm like, yes, it's a win. You know, mm-hmm. it's a win in the books. But um, yeah, like it's an experience. I like it. It's fun. It's long. It's endurance. It's exciting. You know, at the very end, I always feel really emotional about it because you know, I've done it. So, right. right. And I was like a total non-runner all my life until this point. So I never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be doing it 
Yeah. Well, then that's, that's, uh, setting me up, I guess, for, for going down that route. So how, you know, um, how did you get into running? You know, like you said, it's not been something that's been, been part of your life forever. When, when did it start? How did you, how did you find your way down this, uh, this little pathway? Well, at this point now, I'll, I'm so jealous that I didn't, you know, do it. Other people mm. that have been doing it forever. Um, even like, you know, with Chris, he ran when he was younger and he played soccer and baseball and was into sports and stuff. I didn't have that growing up, um, in Montreal. It wasn't, we, I went to an art school, so we didn't focus at all on athletics. I mean, I had gym class and I played basketball and all this stuff, but you know, we didn't have teams or cross country or any of that stuff, but so it was just not a thing. And, and the only time I think I ever ran was, um, training for basketball we had to run like a mile Mm -hmm. and that just was the worst thing ever i really hated it (laughs) and it was but it was part of our training so it's like uh i don't want to do this but yeah no so running was out of the picture and um you know quite a few years back now um we started on the trail of deciding to get healthy Mm -hmm. and you know, we had gained the marriage weight or, you know, the relationship weight. And um, we wanted to just get healthy for ourselves first and foremost, but also because we have a daughter and we wanted to be, you know, a good influence on her and let her see what healthy people Mm -hmm. are like. And not just kind of, you know, I I just wanted her to have like positive role models. So part of that is also try to maintain a healthy lifestyle so we both started walking and it actually happened and chris said this on your on his episode that um we both got fitbits and his it's funny because his uh whole story about that is slightly different from mine (laughs) (laughs) because i credit having gotten the fitbit or having interest in the fitbit to one of Megan's classmates at the time. And this was like five years ago. So we're talking about like, you know, a 10, 11 year old girl who was friends with her and she was wearing the Fitbit. And I said, Hey, what's that? She was visiting. And I said, what's that? And she goes, Oh, it's a Fitbit. And I go, what's that for? And she goes, well, it's to track how many steps you walk. And I, and I just looked at her and I said, I think that's kind of cool. I might want to have one of those. And at the time, you know, the whole 10,000 step thing right. was a big deal. Everybody was trying to walk 10,000 steps a day. So that's how we started, you know, for me, that's my story. That's how we started um, getting on the whole idea of trying to get healthy. And a year later, Chris had started running and um, it was something he wanted to get back to. And of course, never having run before, mm-hmm. um, I'd go walk and he'd run. And then one day we were out on a family walk and, you know, Megan said to me, mom, you can do this. You can go run if you want to. And I said, no, I can't. She was like, yes, you can. And I was like, no, I can't. You're crazy. <laughs> no, no. And then, you know, a year after that, I guess it wasn't quite a year, but it, after two years he was already running for a year and um that january i just said well you know maybe i will try Mm -hmm. and shockingly i did it right well well i mean shockingly but a lot of folks especially those that that weren't running through you know high school and elementary school and you know whatever like whether they ran competitively or not but but those that have never really gotten into it before it's it's always like wow i can't believe i can i can do it yet 
maybe it's because I've talked to many folks like this. Like, I feel like I've heard versions of that story multiple times where like once, once you kind of get over that mental hump of like, well, maybe let me just try, you know, let, let me, whatever, I'll try it. And, and it probably won't go well, but whatever you try it. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, wait a second. Like I could make it to the end of the block or to the driveway or to the, <laughs> to the mailbox or whatever, whatever it is for, for each person. Um, and then there's enough of, of kind of, you know, well, if I could do that, what else can I do? And that of course gets, gets the snowball rolling. Was that, was that kind of, was that, was that little nudge from, from your daughter kind of, was, was that kind of what, what got things, I mean, Obviously, like you said, that's what, what really kind of started. But like, did it did it take off pretty quickly from there? As far as like, all right, I can do this and keep going, or or was there a bit of a of a stop start at, at various points in that in that kind of getting into running uh, part of the story? No, that was that was the starting point. She just it, and it's funny because if your kids believe in you, you know, it's, <laughs> you'll do it. You'll be right. like, okay, I'll try. And I didn't want to disappoint her, but I really, honestly, I didn't think I could do it. And I just tried and it was like January, 2017. And I went for my first run and it was, it was okay. You know, I kind of looked at everybody running cause Chris had already been running for a year. I kind of looked at everybody that was running as a little bit crazy. Like <laughs> that's freaking hard. Like, I can't believe you do that. You know? And I thought that about runners anyway. I was like, that is like so hard. And it, mm-hmm. you know, when you first start running, it feels hard it feels really hard. And so you're like, okay, this is how it's going to feel forever. This is the worst thing. This is like torture. I'm purposely like suffocating myself. I can't right. breathe because it's so hard. But then, you know, once you get into it and you realize, you know, there's, there's a way to do it without dying. But I, w- <laughs> I was, I was worried like uh, the whole year that Chris started running, I was always worried about him. You know, I always like was like, okay, are you sure you're okay to run that distance? Like, oh, please don't go do that. You're scaring me. Like, I didn't want anything bad to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, once I got going, I was like, okay, I get it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so in those, in that first year, year and a half, two years, uh, as, as, you know, however, however it plays out, whatever the exact timeline is, um, you know, what was, what was the progression? I mean, did, you know, like a lot of folks or maybe not a lot, some folks jump into something like couch to 5k right away. So there's like, there's, there's this, there's this race, you know, whatever it is, three months, four months down the road, something like that, that they're, that they're working towards right away. Did you do something similar to that? Or did you just kind of focus on, you know, just running without worrying about a race or kind of, you know, what was that, that first year or so, uh, you know, kind of how did that transpire? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like, you know, envious that Chris was getting all these medals and getting these, you know, awards. And I wasn't like thinking I was going to be getting any awards or anything, but, um, I was like, it might be fun to run a race. And so, um, we talked about it. I started like running in January and already had a plan to run a race in March. So I was giving myself a little bit of time. It was only a 5k and I shouldn't say only because a 5k is a 5k, but (laughs) I hate when people say that and I'm saying it, but um, you know, in my head, I was going to run this 5k. So I started, I did a few runs by myself. And when we decided this would be an interesting race to do a local little 5k race, um, I was going to train using a couch to 5k. Mm-hmm. And so that was really nice. Cause if, if anybody is interested in doing it or hasn't done it, you know, it's, it's fun. Cause you just basically, you know, you run, and you walk and you right. run and you walk and you build up. And it's, it's a great way to sort of 
you know, build up the momentum. And, um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was probably running way too fast, Mm -hmm. even during that time when I was training. So um, when we got closer to that time and I was, you know, out there regularly, I'd finished the program. I was all excited about the race. Um, At that point, I had already injured myself. Um, I had wrecked both my knees and I was mm-hmm. running with the pain in, in my legs. And I had just, in my head, I was like, oh, this is normal. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you run, your knees are going to hurt. You're going to hurt yourself. That's okay. You just keep going. I mean, I, I, I get the thought. Obviously, not, not exactly the, uh, the ideal situation, though, with hindsight being the, uh, the, sure. the guide here. Well, and, you know, I've obviously learned that you don't have to be in pain. You don't have to hurt yourself to run, obviously. Right. But I had a hyperextended both my knees, showed up at the race, my very first 5K race in that condition, mm-hmm. um, knowing it was sore and it hurt. And I was like, well, you know, you're just going to push through. You're just going to make it happen, which I did, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any better. Okay. Um, and Chris didn't have any idea of how how bad it was. I didn't really tell him or say anything, you know, um, just figuring that's how it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I've learned since then, that's not how it is. That doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way, but I ran that race and it was hilly. And I, like, I didn't look at the course and like at that point as a beginner, I didn't check or see anything, you know, about what it was going to be like. We got out there and it was 22 degrees. Mm. So it was like freezing cold, my very first race. And um, I ran it and we were going up a hill at one point and I was literally like limping and running at the same oh, time. No. But we made it to the finish line. You know, there wasn't a medal at the end. It was We got our shirts and our bibs. That was cool enough for me. I was happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished and I went home and iced both my knees and finally went to see uh, PT and found out that I wrecked both my knees training. So yeah, that was, fun. <laughs> it's still a good memory, but um, talk about making it hard for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, the gift that keeps on giving once those knees get, get angry uh, sometimes it's, it's tough to get, get that under control. So you, you go to the PT um, were, were you able to, and, and I mean, I kind of know some of the story obviously, but um, you know, how, how did the, how did the knee pain progress, get better? You know, where, where are we at with, with, uh, you know, trying not to be running in pain all the time at this point? Um, well after like I had, he treated me for it, he kind of pushed it back into place and, mm-hmm. you know, I asked him if I could keep running and he said, of course, and I kept going and it took a little while to dial into like, um, you know, how to run without hurting myself. I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of, Um, and that's kind of where you came into the picture and, you know, Chris had seen the way I was training and, and at that point I'd been committed already for a year. So I was, I'd been running for a while and he knew that was going to be something I'm probably going to continue doing. And so, um, he just wanted me to make sure that as I was going, you know, along this journey that I was doing it the right way and not hurting myself. Um, so that's when, you know, he decided that, uh, it would be a good idea to, for me to have a coach. And since he had already found you, 
um, you know, he, it just made sense for us to both have the same coach and he was really happy with that. But I, I think that, you know, I, I kind of did it on my own and I'm not saying that people need a coach for sure. Um, but I did it on my own and I, and I appreciated having the help. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just made sense at that point to, to have somebody to help me and, uh, lead the way from here, give me some advice on, on how to do this without, you know, sustaining more injury, you know, or making it a, even more difficult mm-hmm. for me to keep running. So. And then, and then with the knees, like, I mean, again, you know, with, with us having worked together now for, for a couple of years, um, I feel like, like there's been some, some ebbs and flows with the knees. Sometimes the, you know, for the most part, they've been pretty good, but there's been a couple of times that they've, they've flared up a little bit. Um, you know, have you, have you, and, and this isn't an accusatory question by any stretch, but like, <laughs> have you, have you kind of learned some things to, to help keep, um, help you, help your knees to stay healthy, to help you to, to keep feeling, you know, to hopefully be, be feeling good more often than not with your running. Um, and, and again, I, I ask that because, you know, there's plenty of folks listening that probably have some similar aches and pains, or maybe you know have some some issues here and there. And and maybe if there's something that, that you've you've done that, that you've figured out, whether it's through us or you, like you said, kind of figuring some stuff out on your own sometimes as well, or through the PT or whatever the case might be. Um, maybe some 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 ideas for some other folks to try that might be in a similar ish type of situation. I think okay, so with the PT it was great, but it was a very um, short term fix. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, he, he'd put it into place and I'd go run and I'd hurt myself again. And I don't think, I think what made a difference was, you know, I was doing some exercises, which really helped doing some exercises to strengthen the areas, not just, you know, to work on my legs and everything mm-hmm. else, um, which really helped. But I think it, it's kind of interesting because I think for me, what worked was not running like a bat out of hell. Like I was just going too fast. Right. I kind of slowed down and you know, like a lot of, like, I feel like really slowing down and running easy Mm -hmm. actually helped me to kind of make, you know, things easier on my knees as well. You know, I slowed down and I stopped, I was like running way too fast during that first year, which is why, you know, essentially hurt myself. But I feel like you, you know, kind of dialed into um, what I needed to do and then just kind of working on some strengthening exercises for a while. I, I, I actually went, ended up going to see another um, PT for a bit and we did a lot of work on that. That helped a lot. Like I think I went for therapy um, for consistently for like a month or two and that really helped. Um, But I don't know. It's kind of interesting because, like, if you think about it, like, you you know, we, we kind of have better form when we're running faster. Right. Like, you know, when I do the speed work, when you prescribe the speed work and I could do that, I don't I don't have any problem with that either. You know, I'm not I don't know. Now I'm not particularly sore <laughs> anymore, but I think I just kind of it's a lot about just listening to your body, taking it easy when you need to and and maintaining some of those exercises and and like now with it being January, I'm kind of back on track with my mm-hmm. stuff, as you know. I'm really happy with that. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's probably what's going to help me make this a lifelong experience rather than, you know, having issues along the right. way. I mean, I've, 
I've talked to doctors that say, oh, no, you should you shouldn't run. It's really bad for you. I mean, I literally had a doctor say, you know, <laughs> you know what's going to happen, right? Your knees are going to get really bad. And I just I was so mad because I was mm-hmm. like, look, this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. I appreciate that you have your opinion about it. But yeah, that's that's not exactly the helpful, helpful advice you're going to the doctor for is like, yeah, stop. Stop doing the exercise that you enjoy doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Work with me a little bit here, Doc. Pre- please. Yeah. So, but that's okay. I'm I'm also very determined and um, headstrong. So, <laughs> you know. Yes, we'll we'll leave that one. Well, I'll leave that one alone. But uh, <laughs> other than to just say yes, yes. Um, so, so shifting gears, gears a little bit, you know, you mentioned, uh, running that, that first half marathon was, was down here at, at, uh, Disney for princess, princess half marathon a couple of years ago. Um, what was, what was the, I don't know if the right way, I guess this is the right way of asking. Was there a special allure of running a, a Disney race or, uh, you know, was it just a good excuse to, to head South for a little bit in, in February or, is there a Disney connection that, that was like, oh yeah, first first race would love to do it at Disney? Like like why why make Princess Half Marathon uh the the first the first half marathon? Or was it just it just sounded like a good idea? Well, I mean I've I love Disney. We both love Disney. Um I've been there I'd been there a few times, just you know, as a mm-hmm. as a regular tourist going to the parks and um you know, I just, I love the atmosphere and everything else like that. But I had no idea that they had these runs, these races. Mm. And um, Chris, who is, you know, race crazy, found <laughs> the Dopey. And so we ended up going there um, for that. And I saw how it all was. It's, you know, I was chasing him around the parks mm. while he was doing his run and meeting him at points. And uh, it was so much fun. And just all the medals and all the pictures and uh, the atmosphere was awesome. And so he had told me that, you know, they do have this princess weekend and that's something we could aim for. Um, We just have to train up to it. So that's when um, that is that Christmas, once he found that race and we had talked about my training um, and this was like the best Christmas ever because <laughs> he didn't tell me. And he just like, I was sitting, I remember sitting in the living room and we were like, you know, he had the TV on. He goes, well, I got you another gift. And I said, okay. So, um, he turned on the TV and, and there was this video he played of you. <laughs> and, and I was just like, Oh my God. I was like shocked. I didn't have any, like I knew that we were kind of like, let's make sure we're doing the right thing for you to make sure that everything goes well. But we hadn't specifically yet talked about what, you know, the plan was until he popped that video in, you know, popped that, played it from Mm -hmm. the video for me. And then there you were. And, um, like that was just the best Christmas gift, but that was kind of the starting point for getting trained for the, that was a year before the princess. So, um, you know, I was really excited for that. So I had a year to train up to it, even though it at the time was like, oh, my God, this is so huge. Because I think we did the we did the 5K. I think it's a 5K, 10K. Is it a 5K, 10K half? I think so. Yeah. 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 Like the official challenge is the 10K and the half, but I think they have a 5K as well for, for that's kind of like not the official part of the challenge, but it's it's there and a lot of people do it. 
I think we just did the 10. We did the 10 and the, the half, and half that weekend. Yeah. So, um, but, oh, my God, it was, like, the best experience. I mean, I, I, well, you know, <laughs> it was the best experience and the worst experience. Yeah, it was It was definitely the best of times, worst of times, because I... I, I <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the numbers were, but it was hot that weekend. Like, like not that, not that uh, it's not maybe usually a bit warm in in late February in in Central Florida, but but that that year, um, it was it was ridiculously hot and and something that we've learned I think over the 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 years that we've that we've been working together is that you and the heat, you know. We don't not like exactly, not exactly BFFs <laughs> when it comes to your running in, in, in the warm weather. So, um, you know, we, we can go into that a little bit because I know it was a struggle and, 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 uh, you know, we, we can go into it as much or as little, I guess, as, as we want to, but you know, you, you come down, how did the 10 K go? I feel like, I feel like I don't remember the, the specifics as much about the 10 K as I do about the, the half marathon. So what was, what was that, that Disney 10 K, uh, like, I think it was still okay. The whole experience I mean, if you don't know what it's like getting up at 2 a.m., <laughs> right? You know, and you're not going you're not even going to start running for three, four hours or whatever. And that's if you're in the corral that you know the right. that are that goes ahead. off at the start of the race yeah. as opposed to yeah. you know, way back. Yeah, and I was in the back, so. Um, but it was. It, I think it start. It was fine because it was obviously still dark when we started the 10k. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you know, the sun came up, it just got really warm. But, and I remember it being warm, but I remember at the end, cause we had decided to run in our costumes. I know how much you love costumes. <laughs> we ran the 10 K in our costumes and it was still fine, but at the end it was really hot and I, mm-hmm. and we were tired, but I didn't see that as having any real effect on the half the next day. You know, I didn't think about that. And then it dawned upon me and not like just recently I was thinking about that, looking at the photos and I was like, you know, I bet that contributed to mm. how hard the half ended up being. Yeah. Well, you go into, go into it even, you know, just a little bit depleted in terms of, you know, dehydrated or, you know, salts being a little bit out of whack because of sweating so much the day before, especially mm-hmm. when you're wearing, wearing that costume that doesn't breathe as well. Um, you know, which, which whatever, of course, I've said before, like costumes aren't for me, but if that's your thing, no, no, no worries, but it's just an extra factor. Right. And, and, and it is right. something to, to kind of think about like, like, Hmm, I wonder. Um, and then of course the, the other thing that, that I feel like, you know, I'm a Disney fan. I'm a Disney fan as far as going to just in, and enjoying it and, and playing it and, and, and being a kid again. Uh, and I'm even a Disney fan about running the races, even though I have some issues with them, but you know, whatever it's, it's, it's fun. It, it, they are what they are. They're maybe I think a little bit different than other races for good reasons and bad, but that's another discussion mm-hmm. for another day. But you know, one thing that I lose sight of sometimes for, for anybody who comes down for a race weekend is that because I'm a local, because we have annual passes, because we can in theory kind of go pretty much whenever we want to. Like if I'm going to do back to back races, like I did, you know, a year ago for the goofy, goofy challenge situation. Like, I don't feel like I need to go to the parks after the race. Like I, I'm not going to run in the morning yeah. and spend all day at the park and then get three hours of sleep and then wake up at, like you said, at two or three o'clock in the morning and stumble to the, to the bus and get, you know, get ready to go and, and run again. Um, but when you're coming from out of town, like that's kind of part of the gig is that you're going to be here and enjoy the, the, the park as well. Um, so I guess, you know, we, again, hindsight being what it is, like it kind of makes sense that, that there's a pretty decent chance that you could have, you know, started, 
uh, the half marathon the next day for a variety of reasons, maybe a little bit behind the eight ball. And then, of course, the sun came up there and uh, didn't do you any favors. I think that was probably the worst part, honestly. Yes, you know, we were there. We, we, we're we pretty good. We When we go for the race weekend, we really think it's, you know, it's more about the races than going to the parks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for sure, we went after the 10K. You know, I was feeling good. I was excited. You get to wear your medal around the park. Right. Everybody congratulates you. <laughs> it's really special. Like, they that experience in and of itself, the way they make you feel is really special. You're, you're already feeling really high just being there and happy and you know it's the best place but yeah we did all the the stuff at disney after the 10k and then we get up and do the half but i think that was the part you know not anticipating that heat right on top of everything that we had already been through because we had i mean yeah the weather tells you but you're you know until you get there and like we're coming from the north where we are experiencing real winter, <laughs> you know, it is cold <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? It'll be fine. We'll go. It'll be comfortable. That's what we were thinking. Right. So and it, and it was comfortable there, to sit by the pool or to walk around or things like that. Sure. It might, maybe even a touch warm, but it was, it was comfortable. Uh, but to, to run when you're not acclimated to it, um, right. it, it, it was, it was tough. And, and I think, and I don't remember the exact details, but I, I feel like I remember talking to you about it afterwards going, it's so ridiculous because the weekend before would have been like, would have been that comfortable, you know, would have been right. 50 or 60 degrees. The weekend after was about the same thing, but that, that weekend it was like eighties <laughs> and it was just, it was, it was ridiculous. Of course like it, it was, was, of course it exactly. Of course it was, it was, it was not <laughs> ideal at all, but you, but you survived and it was, it was rough, but you, you made it through, you finished. Um, and, and, you know, maybe it wasn't the, the, the actual race experience itself that you, that, you know, that, that you would have dreamed of for a princess dreams come true type of, of situation, sure, sure. but, but you made it through and, and, and you, you got it done. Um, what's, what's kind of the, you know, again, I mean, we've, we've kind of danced, maybe not danced around, but we, we've, we talked different bits and pieces of it. Um, but, but what's, what's your hopefully fond memory of, of the princess marathon, the first half marathon, um, that, that you ran? You know, it actually, interestingly, despite what happened at the end, honestly, it was really, the whole thing was really fun. I, it was hard, yes, but there was, my favorite memory initially was seeing you and Rebecca because we were running, I think we were running into the Animal Kingdom. I can't remember exactly Magic what Kingdom. point we were at. It was, it was before Magic Kingdom. Okay, it was right before Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. And, and, I, and I saw you and I was feeling pretty good at that point. I was like, this is I'm good. Everything, right. <laughs> everything's going to be good. It's a little hard because it's starting to get warm. But um, that was the first thing that I remember that I was just like so happy to see you guys. And then my my absolute favorite part. And I honestly, this was like just it was amazing. It was running down Main Street towards the castle. Mm. And I was hearing the music and, you know, Disney has a way of doing this just right you know it's perfect (laughs) you hear the music and it it, you know i got all choked up Mm -hmm. because i had watched chris run down main street for the dopey and thinking oh my gosh this is so beautiful it's amazing like when he ran it it was pitch black dark right (laughs) so the castle was all lit up and it was and like only the spectators you know were there and there weren't that many people um 
when I watched him run through. And it was just really special because you don't ever see the parks that empty. Mm-hmm. But then when I was actually running through it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this. I can't believe it. And I got really choked up about it. And uh, and that I think that was my absolute most favorite memory was hearing the music, seeing the castle in front of me, running towards it and just thinking I've, I'm here. I've, right. This is a, this was a year in the works and I'm finally here. Yeah, that was it was it, it is. You're right. That it is a special uh, for any type of, you know, if you're doing a Disney race, you're probably a bit of a Disney fan. And, and um, to be to, to kind of come through and, and the course changes usually a little bit year to year and, and race to race. But at some point you kind of make the bend and you get onto Main Street and the castle's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it is, uh, you know, for for even old, old salty, you know, curmudgeon guy like me, <laughs> it, it is it is it is a, it is a little like, ah, oh, yes, this is this is all right. This is this is all right. Uh, an all right place to be. So um Shifting gears a little bit before we completely start wrapping wrapping things up, Melody. Um, you know, 2020 was a year. <laughs> I think that, that's one way yeah. of putting it, right? It, it was a year for a lot of folks for a lot of different reasons, and and obviously COVID being a big a big part of that. But uh, races canceled. You know, the 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 pandemic concerns, lots of things. Um, and, and and you've been at various points throughout the year in, in the Facebook group, pretty pretty open about the fact that, that 2020 was, was a struggle for you. Um, I, I don't know the, the exact question other than, you know, w- w- it, how, how, I guess maybe the question is, uh, at least the, 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 the first part of the question, like how, how, how much did 2020 impact you from a running perspective? I mean, like, like what was, you know, take us back to maybe about a year ago when we'd have ambitions and we're like looking forward and, and plans and, and goals and things like that. And then, uh, you know, kind of, how did it, how did it end up shaking out? And, and again, spoiler alert, and you've been honest about this before. It wasn't great. Uh, but, but how, how was, you know, how did, how, how much did 2020 impact you from a running perspective? Oh, well, you know, every year we start out with a plan, mm-hmm. you know, January and I posted about this January, you know, New Year's, I was like looking forward to all these races that we had on the calendar. So you're training up to those. It's really, I mean, I found out for me, probably more than I realized, having those races, you know, to look forward to makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it motivates you to get out for your runs, maintain your training schedule, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it was like bliss for the first three Three months, January, February, a little mm-hmm. bit of March, and then all that um, stuff started happening. And that's when it kind of, you know, started sinking in that, hey, this is this is going to be for the long haul. We're mm-hmm. going to have to get through this period. And and then, you know, our races don't start till the fall. So, you know, March, April, May, we already kind of know the likelihood of us having a race is really slim to none. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, I kind of, you know, having had to kind of hunker down, um, you couldn't go out, like, at least in March, we weren't going out to run. Right. So, you know, there was a lot going on in the world. It wasn't necessarily safe for me, per Mm -hmm. se, at the point, at that point, I was hearing a lot of stuff, you know, happening. So, and then, of course, there's like, not really anybody out there. Right. So it's it's a scary time. And then um, at that point, I kind of even though 
like for me, the running slowed down significantly. Um, I think at that point, you know, you kind of just talk to yourself and you say, okay, the races aren't going to happen. We're not going to see these races maybe for a long time, mm-hmm. a year, two years, maybe. Um, what's it going to be about? What's my running going to be about? And that's what I thought about. And I thought about the fact that, look, it's still time for you to keep training, keep mm-hmm. working and focus on, on actually just being a good runner, trying to, you know, get better at what you do and, and motivate yourself now. Cause you don't have the goal race. You don't have that, you know, zoo 5k that you do every year in August to look for. Right. You don't have, you know, whatever races that we, you know, the Philly half or whatever. And so a bunch of stuff got canceled and that, yeah, there's virtual races you can do. And I did do some of those only uh, after having, you know, after feeling like, Oh man, I'm not even going to get a single race in this year. Mm-hmm. Like not even one race. And, and I was, I had hung up all my medals finally. And I was looking at them. And I was like, God, there's not even a, there, my last medal was in, November 2019 mm. for the Philly half. And I was like, man, I'm not going to have a single. So I ended up signing for a couple of virtual races and, you know, and I did them. I went out and ran them and I felt mm-hmm. good about it. And I, I, you know, I liked it and hung up my medal and said, well, at least I have something. But, you know, 2020 will be the year of, you know, kind of refocusing on different things mm-hmm. and, you know, that's what you have to do to get through. Right. Right. And, and I guess I, maybe I should include you on it. I asked you that to kind of get to that, to that point, because, um, you know, as we're recording this, it's, it's like the first, the first week of, of January. Um, and, and you posted some, you know, I, we, we do the, do, do the goals post in the, in the Facebook group. What are your goals for this year? And, and, you know, so I can kind of keep referencing back to those and, and asking folks and, and following up and trying to, to help people, help people stay accountable. Um, but but you've got some some ambitious goals this year. I say ambitious, but like I love them. You know, I, I don't know that we've talked about this yet, but I I love the goals that that you posted. Um, and, and I think one of the things I love the most about it is that you know you've got this laundry list of of goals. And anybody who's curious, you can go check it out. They're on, they're on the they're for the the world to see in the Facebook group. You can go check them out. Um, but there's there's several things that um are are goals that are attainable regardless of what happens on, yeah. on a race front. And you've got a couple of race goals in there, which is great. I, I, I love that. Um, but, but as I've said before, I say it again, I think I said it on the, 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 the you know, quick tip about the, the goals and, uh, you know, I've said it in, in various places throughout over the years, like having just a race goal, like that's tough because there's so many variables. I mean, there's, there's, you know, a year ago, who would have thought that there would have been a pandemic that would have wiped out 10 months worth of, of races basically. Um, mm. and, and so, you know, Again, I, I guess I, I, I asked the question about last year to get to this year. Um, you know, it, it it feels like from from my perspective, both from the coach and just from being in the in the Facebook group and kind of seeing what you, what you posted and, and kind of how things are going, that it really was kind of maybe a shift. That that uh-huh. you know, hate to say that you know a, a positive that comes out of it, but but maybe it is something that that at least you know will be a, a good thing going forward to kind of shift your focus a little bit. So I, again, I, I say all that to say this. What's, what's like, what are you thinking for, for this year in terms of, in terms of goals, in terms of hopeful for races? I mean, obviously it's impossible to predict the future, but like, like where's the mindset at now coming out of 2020 and hopefully having, um, 
whatever more quote unquote normal uh, year in terms of racing and whatnot might might hopefully unfold. I think, at least for this year, and and I think all of what happened last year, kind of you know helped. Like I said, helped me focus on different things Mm -hmm. even though now in hindsight i think maybe having a race would have helped me dial in on my running more but that's that's neither here nor there because there wasn't going to be a race but now i feel like at least with the goals that i have that i was very intentional about them i thought about you know the kind of the thing that runs through my mind more so now lately is that you know when i started running you know it was about um, being fit and trying to be healthy and find something that I can do easily, you know, I can do on my own. Great. But now I feel like running is more than that. So it's something I want to do for the rest of my life. And I keep saying that I want to be able to run for the rest of my life. And so I really thought about, cause you had discussed with us in your, in your podcast about, you know, how to set goals is, you know, they got to mean something to you. They have to be important to you. Otherwise, why are you going to bother? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I, and I and you said we need to know the why, not, you know, why are we doing this? So I thought about the why and the why is because I really want to be able to do this forever, mm-hmm. you know, until I just can't anymore. Right. And so in order to really um, focus in on that and be able to do that, I felt like getting some things in line was really important this year. So. I do have, I think, I also think they're ambitious goals, but I also think they're very attainable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and some things I kind of, I wanted to choose a couple of things that, you know, maybe aren't that easy. Like again, having not raced since November, 2019, you know, getting back to that, that half marathon distance. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to do that again, Um, just to feel comfortable and run it and be able to, you know, finish it comfortably. Um, but now it's right now for the interim anyway, because for the foreseeable future, we don't know. Right. Right. There's nothing definite about anything as far as races go. So I want to focus on things that I know will help with that ultimate goal, with my life goal of running, being able to run forever. So getting stronger, you know, um, building on something as simple as sleep you know i've been preaching about that a lot lately since you shared that video which is really awesome but i mean i see sleep and the difference it can make Mm -hmm. at least for me and just how in the short term having been able to focus in on that has made a difference and, and and just if I can cut in on that real quick without getting too personal of course but like there were some times last year when sleep was like a couple hours was the best mm-hmm. you were doing and and now it's like like you know the the you know whether it's the new year or whatever I mean the the reshift in focus I mean yeah game changer of, of getting some decent sleep every night so I'm sorry but I yeah. just, like the the perspective difference is is you know it's not like you're just oh I'm just trying to you know go from six and a half to, to seven hours of sleep or like it was a big difference in, in some yeah you know, for for those that aren't too aware so sorry continue yeah no I mean that's right I mean it was there's for things that were happening in our family there was times when I wasn't I was hardly sleeping at all, mm-hmm. just barely. So now that things are settled a little bit, you know, I just, and and honestly, like for years, like the most I'd sleep is like six hours a night at the most. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, you know, 
thanks to you and thanks to the stuff you've shared, you know, that's, that's a big priority. And, and I see people, you know, that are saying, Oh, I wish I could do that. You know, that I want to be able to do that. And really it's, you just have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You have to make yourself a priority. And that's a big thing. And that, and also like, I don't think of it as just affecting my running, but my goals that I've chosen this year, I feel like affect my whole life, like all the other aspects of my life being stronger, feeling good, you know, having a more positive attitude because of it, you know, um, being rested, you know, being able to do stuff. Like it's not just going to improve what I hope is it's not, it's not just going to improve my running, but to improve, have a little of an effect on everything else around me and the people around me. So I, I think the goals are a little bit bigger they're wider than just focusing in on, you know, and, there, and like I say, there's nothing wrong with having a, a distance or PR goal. Right. And I still have those. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I'm kind of competitive. I still have those in the back of my head. But I think I'm going to get there organically by focusing right. in on all this other stuff. It's going to happen. You yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, and I think that, it, and I, at least I've tried to make this point before, um, but, but I think that, that the, the path you're on, or, or at least the, the, the where, you, where you're aiming, where your focus is right now and, and going forward this year, um, is along the same lines of like, if you, if you can maintain the stuff with, with getting good sleep and maintain the, the habits of strength training and, and doing, doing right. some of these things that, that you're working towards, like, not that that just guarantees that the PRs and the, the race results and things like that are, are going to happen, but like, if you're it, without focusing on those, you might just, they might just happen, you know, like, like you're taking care of the things that are, are much more in your control. Like you're, you can control what time you go to bed. You can control, do I do my strength training today or not? You can control, do I do some yoga and then various other right. things? Um, and then, you know, you do those things, you mix that in with the, tr with, with running consistently and, and getting back on track there. And like, you know, bada boom, bada bam, you know, in theory, 10 months from now, eight months from now, whatever, um, you know, there's, there's hopefully a race, you sign up, you go out and boom, PR, how did it happen? Well, it wasn't because you focused on the PR, it was because you focused on all these other things that, you know, one, two, three helped to lead to that PR. So, um, I, I, I like I said, I, I love the goals you've got planned for this year and, and, uh, certainly looking forward to, to helping you hopefully stay on track and, and continuing to, to pester you and nudge you a little bit. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm fully confident that by doing so, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. So I, I think it, you're in a, a great place. It sounds weird to say, but like even in this short few days we've been into January, I, I, I swear to you it works because mm -hmm. when I sleep well, if I get my eight hours of sleep and I get up and I go run like the way I ran yesterday, you know, I was like shocked. Mm -hmm. I looked at my heart rate. I was like, my heart rate's good. My pace was good. And I no. didn't, there isn't any magic formula. You just get the rest yeah. and it affects how yeah. well you do the next day. Yep. So it affects, you know, everything, including your running and all of a sudden you're running well, or you have a good run or, mm -hmm. you know, or you just have the energy to get out the door and go as opposed to yeah. feeling like, Oh God, I just can't do it. Like you just have the yeah. energy. So yeah, yeah so it, it, makes it makes a difference. I, I was just going to say the same thing. We, we've been thinking with the same brain for too long, Melody. Or maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe it's it's a it's a positive that uh, I was just going to exactly to say it. it makes it makes a big difference. So as we're as we're 
really winding down. I got I to gotta get a philosophical question before I let you out the door here. Um, and, and it kind of goes back to, to I mean, kind of the, the maybe the bridge of, of the two topics we just talked about, 2020 struggles and, and the outlook for 2021. Um, but, you know, with with how things unfolded last year and, and again, all of the the running changes and life changes and just everything that, that on, on, you know, that, that happened and, and the struggles that, that we all dealt with various ways. Um, what, what was, what was it that kept you, um, like, like you, all right, all right, let me rephrase this a little bit. So you, you kind of identified, you know, your, your why and your reason for, for wanting to, to pursue your goals this year and, and wanting to keep running for, um, you know, for as long as you can, um, before you, you had that realization, were there any moments or, or what kept you at least plugged into the running scene when, when you weren't doing a lot of running and, and, you know, you didn't have the goals, to, the the goal races to look forward to. And, and like, I guess, I guess the philosophical question is, is like, was there ever a time or, or what kept you from just saying, you know what, maybe this running thing, like, you know, had, a, I had a good go of it for a couple, couple few years here. And, and I just don't really like, <laughs> like why, wh- what helped you get through 2020 to get to this new point in 2021 where you optimism is, is starting to, to be there again, looking forward. Um, I, I hope there's a question in there, but like, like why did you, what kept you going through, through the dark parts of 2020 from a running perspective? Well, I, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I didn't share this with you, but there was a point not that long ago that I was like, you know, I'm not running that much. I'm not getting out there. I don't have the motivation. I'm not feeling it. You know, I really, I kind of want to, but, and then I started thinking about maybe this isn't for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I actually voiced that to Chris and he just kind of looked at me. He, he didn't, he didn't agree with me. You know, he just, it's a lull. You know, I was in this lull mm-hmm. of not being able to get out because, you know, I wasn't sleeping. Right. You know, we had a lot of stressors in our life and I wasn't able you know, and all this stuff was just crashing in on me. And I was like, maybe, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm not going to be running anymore. I don't know. Um, but then, you know, once the dust settled again, I, I thought about it. No, I, I love running. Like this is, this is something I really love. It's all, it's, it's the one thing in my life that I can count on that I can do that I can give to myself. I'm in control of this completely. Considering how much everything else is out of control, we can't, you know, can't control what happens at work. You know, something happens, you deal with it, you can't control, you know, COVID, you can't control anything. Um, But this is the one thing in my life that I have a handle on. And it's important to me. It's, you know, there's very few things in your in your life every day that you can say, this is, this is completely mine. Mm -hmm. I own it. It's for me. It's not for anybody else. It's, it's all for me. And I don't think, you know, I think there are people that probably don't even have that in their life. They can't, they can't fully own something and, and see how much joy, you know, I get out of this. It's, it's for me. So, um, I just, that's, I think, what changed that, that I turned, once I turned that corner and I realized, you know, I'm not giving up on this. It's important. You know, I want to keep doing it. And it went from like, oh my God, maybe this isn't for me <laughs> to now I just want to run for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. You know, that's how much I turned around and uh, turned that corner. But 
I've already forgotten the question. No, I think I think you, I think you answered it. It was it was just you know were, were there you know how did you keep going and, and you know it was it, it was it was from within. But I, I don't know if you if you want to add more, yeah. but it's just how did you keep going when it was so it was so difficult to to not just say the hell with it when it comes to running anymore. You know, there's there's two other things. There's I'm very fortunate because having a husband who runs mm. and who's very committed and dedicated to it and he just keeps going so that's the first thing I think that helps me and I'm lucky that I have that because mm-hmm. I know there are people that don't um, so just seeing him staying on track really helps me to kind of keep reaching for that and keep going because I know how much I love it and it and it brings us together for sure mm-hmm. you know Chris talked about it also but it's something we can do together as well it's special for us it's you know part it's ingrained in our relationship now um, it's time for us too. And we, and then of course, you know, we talk about it, we share our goals mm-hmm. with each other and we help each other. And that's the other thing is it's, it's the support I get from him, but also from the community of friends. Mm-hmm. So through, throughout 2020, when all this stuff was happening, I was still engaged with the people in the tribe, the people in the Facebook group, several who have become incredibly good friends, Julie and Chris, who've become mm-hmm. so close to me. Um, but I think having that, that, and I just read about this recently, thinking about it, is having that social support is what can carry you through when times get rough. So you're, yeah, we're, we were sort of commiserating together over the lack of races and stuff like that, but we were also staying engaged with each other. So we're helping each other through the tough times. So, right. you know, when you see your friends you know, going through some tough periods, like Chris had her surgery and she was having a rough go of it. She still kind of is, but things are starting to look up. You know, mm-hmm. I was there to support her through that. And she was there to support me through, you know, getting out the door what I needed to. Right. So, and it's just, you know, that friendship that, that I've built over time, just even in this crazy little group who thought, who, who thought it would happen that way, but our little running group. You know, it's that that social support you get. And I think we all need that. That gets you past all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, and uh, um, I usually try not to say too much at the end of this, but but I, I feel compelled to say, just like folks have done that for you, I guarantee you that, that you showing up have done that for others. Like, you know, obviously the, the ones that you're real close to, yes, but even just in the, in the Facebook group. So thank you for, for all you do within the group to, to lend that support, to, uh, encourage, to motivate, um, to, to shine a little, a little light and, uh, put some smiles on faces. It's, it happens to me, uh, a lot of days. And uh, I don't know that I've ever told you that. So, so thank you for, for all you do to the group and, and for the group and, uh, glad that, that, speaking for for the, the collective that maybe we were able to pay that back a little bit and and looking forward to seeing uh lots of lots of good progress lots of of uh good good updates uh from you and from everyone in 2021 so uh guys once again uh this is this is melody and she's a rock star in case you haven't figured that out yet uh on instagram at melody d dow uh slash nine one zero is the link back to the show notes for today we'll have everything linked up there as per usual and uh, if you're part of the facebook group you're going to see her you're going to get to know her and uh, i'm pretty sure it's safe to say uh you're going to enjoy enjoy what you see and, and what you see is what you get it's it's she's she's real and uh it's it's uh, a pleasure to to be able to finally have her on the show so melody thank you for for joining us today thanks for for being open being honest being real like exactly what i anticipated was going to 
to happen. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate the conversation and, and the friendship and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how 2021 unfolds for you and, and beyond, you know, as you keep running uh, forever. That's, that's the goal we all, we all share. So thank you for taking the time today and I uh, really appreciate it and nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, Denny. I appreciate you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Melody and myself. And as per usual, would be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was your takeaway from today's chat? Uh, for me, it came closer there towards the end. Um, even though I think maybe it was kind of interwoven uh, a little bit throughout the the course of the chat, at least at various points. Um, but but Melody talked about the idea of making herself a priority, and I feel like that's something that a lot of us, myself included, have struggled with from at various points and in various facets of our life. Maybe it's not your running life. Maybe it's it's something else. Um, but you know, as a parent, as a spouse, as uh, as, as a business owner, as a service provider, um, I feel like sometimes maybe more often than I care to admit, um, I'm, I'm guilty of deprioritizing the things that I need to do or the things that I want, or, you know, just, just myself in general, uh, my running doesn't usually suffer, but there's, there are areas of my life where I definitely, uh, don't put myself first. And I, I think that, it's easy to think that if you're going to make yourself a priority, it's, it can be seen as selfish yet at the same time, it's important to, to keep the perspective and, and to remember, I think at least that in order to do the things that you're trying to do for others and in order to take care of those that depend on you, whether it's kids, spouse, your employer, the people that you that, that you know, that you work for as far as like, like in my case, obviously the, the athletes I coach, you guys with the podcast, whatever the case might be, um, in order to take care of those things and to do so at a high level, I kind of also have to take care of myself. Right. And it was, it was great to hear Melody kind of talk about that in terms of her sleep and how if she takes care of her sleep, making that a priority, making her health and, and her sleep, the priority that, uh, it needs to be everything else kind of falls into place. Her runs go better. Her family life. I mean, she didn't get into this, but I'm going to, I'm going to infer that that goes a little bit better, or at least, you know, she's got more energy. She's less stressed. She's able to, to be a mom, to be a wife, to, to, to work, to do all of those other things that are all important. They're all important parts of her life. They're all important parts of our lives, right? But we've got to remember to take care of ourselves and, and not feel like self-care is selfish. It's not. And in some cases, and maybe this is a bit extreme, but I don't think it's, it's incredibly inaccurate. Self-care is the, the most selfless thing that you can do, right? Because it allows you to, to be there for others. It allows you, you know, to, to add more metaphors to the mix, right? Like you fill up your own cup, allows you to pour more into other people's cups. You, you take care of yourself. It gives you more energy, more life, more excitement, more whatever to then give that away and give that to others and pour it into other folks. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta fill yourself up. And you know, again, I think that it's something that I struggle with from time to time. Um, certainly struggle with a lot in the past. Something I've been kind of working on behind the scenes for, for a while now, still something I have more work to do on as well, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, and that's why it stood out to me because it's something that I, I am working on, uh, still working on, probably will always be working on. Um, and maybe, maybe 
the same applies to you as well. I don't know. I don't know your life, but uh, I know mine. And I know that uh, when Melody talked about making herself a priority, I was like, yep, that's something that I consistently have to remind myself of as well, which is why it stood out to me as the takeaway. So what what stood out to you? Maybe the same thing, maybe something different. Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can point your browser back to uh, the show notes for today, which you can get to at Dizruns.com slash 910. Dizruns.com slash 910. We got some memes. We've got some links. We, we don't have memes. What am I talking about? This isn't a quick tip. Uh, we've got some photos from Melody. Uh, we've got some links from the things we talked about today. And of course, down at the bottom, we've got the comment section as well. So you can leave your thoughts and feedbacks, takeaways there down in the comment section of the post uh, start a little conversation back and forth there if you are so inclined and uh, with that we'll go ahead and start wrapping this one up uh, one last call for, for stepping up your sock game via features and supporting the show at the same time disruns.com slash features again that's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S uh, disruns.com slash features is the affiliate link uh, costs you nothing extra but it kicks a couple of shekels my way uh, as a little commission, a little referral referral fee uh, for anything that you purchase through the website, through that link. Uh, we'll also have a link for that in the show notes today and, and the, the information on on this episode. So you should be able to click it depending on what app you're using. Um, and of course, you can always just type it into your browser. So thanks for supporting the show via supporting the uh, affiliate partners. Uh, certainly appreciate that. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, if you didn't tell a friend, and maybe reach out and tell tell Melody you enjoyed it as well, uh, because uh, she's she supported a lot of us over the the last couple of years in the Facebook group, um, and so show her a little love, maybe show her a little love. All right. Anyway, uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. Right. See you guys.